Hey, thank you so much for joining us today at Cowboy Junction Church Online. We're sure glad that you did. We hope that today's message will encourage you and challenge you as you connect passionately with the word that God has specifically for you. Would you do me a big favor, rate, review, and subscribe to this message. Also, I want to let you know that if you would like to connect with Cowboy Junction, get our text messages and with encouragement and announcements, you can do so by texting the word CONNECT to 575-209-2770. You could also rate, review, and subscribe. That sure would be helpful to us. If you would like to partner with Cowboy Junction in the spreading of the gospel by financially giving, you can do so by going to cowboyjunctionchurch.com slash give. I hope you enjoy the message. Hey, well, first of all, I want to welcome our online campus. It was great having Abby and Chris back on stage. Wow. We don't know if they're done having babies yet, but we got them for a season. Man, <laughs> yeah, we... Grandma and Grandpa Haggard, I bet that you seeing them on stage was a treat for you. How cool. Uh, if you don't uh, know, grandma, uh, grandma and Grandpa Haggard are in Seattle. They're your grandma and grandpa too. Uh, they are pretty special, pretty awesome. Heather and I uh, had the privilege not only get to get to know them while they were here, but also while uh, we went to Seattle one day, we just swung by and, and, and saw them. And uh, I can't help but think of them. And think about driving down that little road that leads down to the lake and their little house that sits right there. And as we were worshiping, I was thinking, how cool is that song? You know, it sings, my soul, my savior. God. I was thinking of Grandma and Grandpa Haggard. And I was actually thinking of their front porch. And I know it was weird. It was so weird. Awesome. <sighs> miss you guys. So anyway, welcome today. You're probably wondering, why does he have the big shepherd staff? It's because we are in a new series here at Cowboy Junction called Frequency. And frequency is a wavelength. If you understand frequency, it's a wavelength. But to give it a more better idea, it's a rhythm. Everybody snap your fingers. It's a rhythm. Just as easy as, as keeping a rhythm. And for some of you, you're like, I'm not even going to try it. I'm not really going to try it. I understand. But there is a rhythm also in what I would consider knowing God's voice, knowing his kingdom, knowing his plan. There is a frequency. There is a rhythm, and that's why I've entitled this series we're going to be in for a while, Frequency, because we're going to learn the rhythm of how God talks to us, the rhythm of God's voice, the rhythm of how we live, okay? And here's, here's one of the things I want you to get to. Don't stay in the rhythm you're in. Right now, here's a, here's a challenge. Don't stay in the rhythm you're in right now. In fact, I'm going to say... Something, two things here in a minute that may shake you up a little bit. And you're like, I don't know what to do. Okay, just go with me here, okay? Break out of your old rhythm and step into a new rhythm. First one is this. I want to have you take your Bibles. And you may go, oh, I forgot your Bible. If you've got your phone, get your phone out. It's really possible to download the U version of the Bible app right now. You can do it. It's amazing how you can go to church and be on your phone. The pastor gives you permission. How cool is that? Download the Bible app. Go to two parts, John chapter 10. It goes Matthew, Mark, Luke, John chapter 10. And we're also going to go to the 23rd Psalm, okay? Now maybe you got to know, you know, I know where he's going now, okay? I want you to turn there. And the second thing that it is to break out of our old rhythm. I want you to start taking notes. If you were like, I'm not good at texting notes, no, taking notes, then text notes. Uh, I text Ty Bean all the time so that I can remember what to do. Yeah. No, seriously, it works. Hey, Siri, text Ty Bean. Tell him uh, his appointment today is at 2 o'clock. And, and, and fun stuff like that. Yes, I'm getting older. But you can keep notes even in by texting. Text yourself the notes today. Uh, another fun thing is take your phone. If something pops up on the screen, you're like, that's really good. Take a picture of it. Yeah. That's taking notes too. The junior high kids taught me that. And um, it's really kind of clever and cool, okay? The other day, I was, like, getting on to them about their phone. Like, put your phone up. And they said, no, we're taking notes. I said, how are you taking notes if you're taking pictures? And they showed me, and I felt dumb and old. <laughs> yes, and so they're so smart, and they're so wonderful. Let me just tell you the, the central theme of what we're going to be talking about in this series called Frequency, is this would be it. Frequency is uh, God wants you to know his voice. God wants you, everybody say, that's me. that's me. God wants you 
to know his voice. And for some people, this may be something you've been struggling with. Okay, what I'm praying for as a pastor is that something said in these messages in the next several weeks that really identifies some stuff in your life that you would go, I needed to hear that. That, may, that, that right there is why I showed up today. I'm fully aware that it may not be everything we talk about, but we're just looking for that nugget, that nugget of gold that is what we've been looking for, okay? But God wants you to know his voice. Maybe it's everything. Maybe you're, in, you're just in this room and you're brand new to this. This is all new stuff. Wonderful. Let's, let's absorb it all. Let's just be a sponge. Show up every week with a desire to grow and listen to the Holy Spirit. But I want you to know one thing. God wants you to know his voice. If there's anything I think you could teach your children, and for every parent in the room, like, I don't know if I'm doing a good job. Listen, if you can teach your kids one thing, that they leave your house knowing that you know that they know God's voice, you've done an excellent job. You may say, my kids weren't athletic, and they stunk at band, and their grades were horrible. But if they knew God's voice, well done. Well done, mom and dad. Good job. In fact, this is, could be something you bring up to your kiddos and say, hey, do you guys ever pray? When you pray, do you ever feel like you hear God? Does God ever talk to you about stuff? Is there anything that I could pray with you about? All of these things are things that we can stir up in our family so that we can know his voice. As a marriage, I think it's very important to turn to your spouse and say, do you ever hear God's voice? Do you ever, ever have conversations about what does God sound like in our marriage? How do we know we're on the right page? So how, how do we know we're going the right direction? Yeah. How do we know that our, our latter years are going to be better than our former years? How do, how do we know? How do we know? Yeah. We will know if we know his voice. And this series, Frequency, is us getting in the rhythm of the wavelength that God is on. And today I'm going to start off with something that I think is so important. And I'm going to start off with the 23rd Psalm. If you've never heard this before, consider this my personal challenge to you that this is your new scripture memory verse. Uh, before the week's over, um, I, I, you could have this thing memorized. This will lead you in so many wonderful ways, and it will give you the peace of God that surpasses all understanding if you let it. And I brought my shepherd staff here that's probably been in 50 years worth of Christmas plays all over southeastern New Mexico, okay? But, but let's, just, let's just read this real quick. You ready? The 23rd Psalm written by David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Today, the title of my message, to get us pointed in the right direction for the rest of the several weeks that we talk about this, today's message is entitled, The Beauty of Being a Sheep. The Beauty of Being a Sheep. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are. You are great. You're greatly to be praised. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come flood this place. Flood this place with your presence. Holy Spirit, we need you. There are some in this room that feel the desire to raise up and be something that they would think would be better than or more than a sheep. They would really like to just kind of break off, take care of their own, do it their way. But Father, we can't find anything more perfect than to be a sheep in your word. Because when we are the sheep that you have called us to be, that's when you can become the shepherd that you promised you would be. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The beauty of being a sheep. 
I've struggled with this over the years because if you've ever messed with sheep, you know that it's not fun to consider yourself a sheep. But oh, every time you read scripture, you see the beauty of being a sheep. And today I hope I'm encouraging you and I hope that I'm encouraging those that are watching online and possibly those who someone turned to you and said, you've got to listen to this message. And I hope you realize something today. This is not my opinion. This is not my viewpoint. I'm teaching exactly the way that scripture tells us that we should be as followers of Christ Jesus. That's the most important thing. In fact, if you're in this room and you would say, Ty, I don't know Jesus. I got here, but I was invited by a friend. Well, listen, I'm just glad you're here. But the goal of today, let me just tell you the goal. I'm not going to even try to hide it from you. I want you not to follow a church or follow a pastor. I want you to have the desire to follow the good, good shepherd. We know him as Jesus. And that is when you've tapped in and dialed in and received the frequency, if you will, of knowing God's plan for your life. But more than that, to realize that we are sinners far from God. We are our, our dumb, stupid choices that took us away from God's best. There was, nothing, there was nothing close to God's best for our life. And even the fact that we were born into a sinful nature, all of this through the good shepherd who became the Lamb of God has given us access to be separated from our old life, our old sin, our old nature by his blood and eternal sacrifice so that we can then step into our, our new creation, our new identity, our new person in Christ Jesus. And sometimes it's like, man, that was a lot to take in in a short amount of time. As you begin to think about it, it just makes sense. Jesus separates me from the old life and gives me a new life. That's about it. And there's a desire then is what are we going to do now? And I think that's one reason why a lot of us don't hear God's voice. Because in a world, in a world where they're telling you to be one thing and asking you to be another and you've got to do this and you've got to do that, the one thing that we're not naturally geared to be is a sheep. Does that make sense? You're not naturally geared to be a sheep. But it is actually something that we have to reprogram everything about us to be a follower, to be submissive, and to also listen closely to the good shepherd. And it's totally possible. And I'm going to just tell you that, that in John 10.10, you won't find a better place to go. In fact, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. I'm just going to pop two things up on the screen that I think are so important. The first one is this. I want you to know that in John 10.10, or in John 10, it gives us this warning, okay? And the warning it gives us is that, guys, you got to know that there's a predator out there. In fact, let me just read from my Bible a a couple things that I want you to know. And it's found in John 10. If you're looking really closely, we're going to look at verse 1, 10, and 12, okay? Look at the very first thing Jesus says. This is Red Letter Bible. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a, shep- of a sheepfold rather than go through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. And Jesus starts off and he's talking to the Jewish people and he says, if, if you don't come through me, you are a thief and a robber. And these are two ident- identities that I want you to recognize that in your life right now, there are thieves and robbers. And why do you need a shepherd? Because Jesus is saying, this world is out to do nothing but take from you. And you need a shepherd. Young lady, let me talk to you. Guys are jerks. Bam! How would I do that? How did I like that? Yeah. But let me throw this out there. And guys, I need your help on this. Not all guys are jerks. That's right. That's right. So how do you know the good guys from the bad guys? A shepherd. And it may not be your mama. And it may not be your daddy. In fact, they hope it's not. (laughs) They hope at some point you get an ear to hear. And they hope at some point you realize there are thieves and robbers. There are people that want to just kind of to kind of entertain me and, and they want to they make things look shiny. But then at the end, all they wanted to do was take something from me. How do you know the good guys from the bad guys? The only way is Jesus says, if you know the shepherd. 
Let me, let me show you something else. There's a predators uh, out there in John chapter 10, verse 10. It says this, and, and you're going to recognize this. He says, um, the thief's purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And two dichotomies here. Jesus says, listen, the people that want to take the things that are out there to hurt you, the evil that is out there to separate you from me, they've only come to steal, kill, and destroy. And I think that's very important to teach because some of us have experienced that and probably blame the wrong people. Or maybe blame God for something that you lost. And you didn't realize there's an enemy out there. But the shepherd turns around and says, but I have come. Everybody say, he has come. He has come. To give life and life more abundantly. Okay, that's the second thing I want you to see. The, second, the third thing about a predator is verse 12. And in verse 12 it says this. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. So now he's talking about a hired hand that works for the shepherd who has absolutely no investment in the sheep whatsoever but gets an hourly wage. And it says, in the very moment that a wolf comes, he says, I'm out of here. Okay? He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. Let me just tell you real quick. There's some things that sometimes we put value in that have absolutely no lasting value whatsoever. But the shepherd says, you can always tell the hireling because he runs the moment that trouble comes. But you'll always recognize the shepherd because the shepherd stands his ground and fights for his sheep. Probably for some people in the room, you need to have the patience to allow your spirit to see God fighting for you and quit trusting the things that have bailed on you so many times in your life. Yeah. It's not just that, and, and you can keep reading John chapter 10. I thought those three things were great. But then we go on to the really good stuff. And John chapter 10 tells us, that, listen, wherever there's a thief and a robber, you need to know that there's always, always a good shepherd. I want to look at three verses. John chapter 10, verse 2. It says this, and this is about the shepherd. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeepers open the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, another one is found in verse 11. Verse 11 is so cool. It says this. He says, and this is Jesus speaking, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. Yeah. I think anytime you see a dad that'll sacrifice his life for his family, he's, he's in the mirror image of the true shepherd being the sub-shepherd that God's called him to be. Anytime you see a mom sacrifice her life for her kiddos or, her, or, the, or, the, or the people she's leading around her, and she's doing it because she sees the good shepherd sacrifice his life and lay his life down, and in turn she says, this is what you do for those you love. Um, there are many times in our, in our life we're going to be asked, do you want this or are you willing to die for that? And there are many things in my life that I've had to die to so that I could see the kingdom of God come. And, and, and let, this, let this settle in in your own life in some way. But I've had to learn how to say a hundred no's for every one God yes in my life. Maybe you've heard me say that before. But I've had to learn a, a million no's to wait on that one God yes. No's are as important as yeses. There's one more scripture I want to show you. And in, 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 in Jesus being the good shepherd in verse 14, he says this, I am the good shepherd. And it just identifies it perfectly. Who are we talking about when we talk about the good shepherd? We're talking about Jesus. He says in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know my fa the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too. 
that are not in this sheepfold. This is very interesting. Jesus is now turning to the Jews and he says, I've got other sheep that aren't in this sheepfold, guys. And he's talking about you and me. We're the Gentiles. And he says, the sheep, the Jewish sheep have always been in my sheepfold, but the Gentiles, they're pretty dear to me too. He says this, he says, I have other sheep too that are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Let me, let me tell you something real quick. Um, Senator Gallegos is here and the other day he asked me to be a part of a, a Bible study and I got to lead the Bible study for the New Mexico Congress Am I, am I defining it well? Is that a good way of putting it? it? It's a Bible study that he is a part of, and other senators and congressmen and different people are part of it. And I was nervous as all get out, and, and, but thank God it was on um, Zoom, speaker <laughs> call. Yeah. And so they didn't have to look at my face. They just had to hear my voice. And I had such this eloquent voice. You know how it goes. <laughs> and there was this one part that I was, I, was, I was teaching them to verse by verse, and there was this one part that this, they, they just started saying, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. And it was in verse 3, and you can read it later, but we, we read it uh, over and over again. And, and it's this theme that you see all throughout there. And my point behind it was this. Guys, do you know that Jesus can get to you anytime he needs to get to you? The shepherd has the ability to access his sheep anytime he wants. And we had one congressperson get on, and it was a female, and she was so sweet. And she said, Ty, I needed to hear that because sometimes I feel like I have always got to access God. But I've never thought that my heart needs to be in a place to where he can always get to me. And that's something I wanted you to see about the Good Shepherd. Is that what we're trying to develop here today with this rhythm of frequency is not only for you to know his voice but for you to also recognize that we need to live a life that he can get access to us any time he needs. If you're in this room and you would go, I'm a sinner. I, I made stupid mis mistakes. God's not going to come to me. I can tell you this. The moment you let him be your shepherd, as it, mean, it doesn't matter where you're at. He'll come to you. Scripture tells us, uh, uh, last week we got to hear that last week about the, the, the hundred sheep, 99 are in the sheepfold, one's missing. And Jesus had access to that one person who was even lost. At some point, you've got to make a decision. I want you to be my shepherd. I think that what is what dials us in to what it means to be a, the beauty of being a sheep. Do you all know that everyone has three ways of hearing from the Lord. In fact, this is really interesting. I want you to see this. Do you know that everyone in this room has an innate ability to hear God? For no other reason, for no other reason, you were created by God himself and the creator of the universe is the author and the finisher of you and you were born with a natural ability to recognize that there is a God and we need him. In fact, let me say, when I was a little boy, um, my mom thought it was a good idea for all the kids that are here. Uh, she loaded all of me and my friends up and tricked us into a pottery class in Roswell. And, and we had to take this pottery class in Roswell, and it happened to be the coolest thing I ever went to in my life. And not only that, but the, the, the teacher was really cute. Yeah, and, 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 and I, I know because every time she came around, my chicken skin would come up my back as a, as a little eight-year-old boy, and I was just like, you can't just, just smile, and you'd forget to work the clay because she was standing behind you. No offense. It was a long time ago, okay? And, and, and she would walk up behind me, and, and one day she walked up behind me, and she goes, man, Ty, that's a beautiful mug. And I said, it's, a, it, it, it's, a, it's an ashtray. And, and she goes, it's, it's a beautiful ashtray. I said, my parents don't smoke. And, and, and we're talking, and, and she goes, Ty, do you know how you can tell who made the piece of pottery? And I, I said, yeah. I mean, the artist always signs the back. You know, he takes that little pencil and signs the back, and, and, and she goes, yeah, but you know signatures can be forged. She goes, how do you know who made the piece of pottery if signatures can be forged? And I didn't know. I said, well, how do you know? And she, she flipped it around, and she said, look, everywhere the, 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 the artist touched, 
he left his fingerprints. And she showed me in my little piece of clay, my ashtray slash coffee mug, <laughs> everywhere I'd left my fingerprints. And if you're in this room and you're like, I, I don't even know if I believe in God, that's okay. That's okay. He still left his fingerprints in you. And I want you to start recognizing these fingerprints are all inside of you. For everyone in the room that struggles, I'm, I'm following Jesus, but man, it's so hard for me to hear his voice. That's okay. Your fingerprint, his fingerprints are all over your life. You may be in there right, right, right now looking for the biggest decision you've ever known in your life, and you're really needing to hear God's voice. It's there, I promise. He can get to you anytime he wants. And when the timing's right, when it's perfect, when God says, here I am, one thing you'll look back on is, I should have just realized, my, his, his thumbprints, his fingerprints are all over my life, and every one of us has been given an innate ability to know his voice. Second thing is this, is it's also a learned thing. In fact, uh, there was a time our kids just thought we were cool, um, like when they were, like, born, okay? <laughs> but the process of raising a child is them recognizing your voice. I have a whistle. Right now, I could be anywhere and just go like that. And, and you probably didn't even hear it. And my boys instantly would say, what? And, and I could be anywhere and just go like that. And they instantly know. You can be elk hunting. It's perfect when you're hunting because it just sounds like a little bird. But the boy's like, that's dad. I, and, and just instantly just turn. They know it's me. My dad has a whistle. I'm the very same way. It's learned. But let me just tell you. A lot of hearing God's voice is learned too. There's a lot that's going to be innate. It's just going to be, I know there's a God and he is real. But there's some details, some, some fine-tuning frequency things that we've got to get to the point to where we start believing and trusting and, 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 and stepping into learned. What does God's voice sound like? What's that still small tug? What does the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life sound like but the third thing and this is one of my favorite things right now because of what happened last wednesday is is there's it's also a matured thing uh not only am i the pastor of cowboy junction church but i'm also the junior high pastor of cowboy junction church and last week the boys were on a whole nother terror okay and uh, we learned a lesson in cool that i squashed like a bug last week i really did but after talking to them about how we act in service, and, and every, they were all great. They were, all, they were just boys. They were just junior high boys. Do I need to say anything else? Junior high boys, okay? And, and, and we all went outside. We just had a man-to-man -man conversation, and they took it like a champ, man. They were incredible. But, but we talked about maturity. Pastor, um, uh, who, who was out there with me? Uh, Mondo, yeah, Mondo was out there with me. And Mondo just turned to the boys and said, Pastor Mondo, you got anything to say? And Mondo said something so cool that I, I, it had a lot to do with maturity. And let me just tell you, it has a lot to do with us here today. He turned to the junior high boys and he says, guys, which way are we growing? Yeah, that's so good. He says, are we growing immature or are we growing up? And I thought, that is so good. And every one of the boys said, we're growing up. And he goes, well, are we growing up in becoming the men that God wants us to be? Or are we trying to become more immature? And, and each one of them said, I want to grow up. And that's a great lesson in how we're going to hear God. Are we, are we being faithful with the last thing he might have spoke to us about? I mean, yes. How many parents hate it when you turn to your kids and you ask them to do the same thing a thousand times? Yeah. And isn't that a little bit of immaturity? Wouldn't you think that's a little bit of immaturity? Mom should have to ask you once. Dad should have to ask you once. I turned to our boys one time and I said, listen, if you can't listen to me and mom, I promise you won't be able to hear God. And, and, and they understand it. They get it. You don't have to discipline them very much. I turned to them. I said, if you can't honor what mom and dad says, I can tell you right now, you won't be able to honor what, what God gives you. And it's this whole lesson about maturity. What did you do with the last thing that God talked to you about? And this isn't a scolding. This is just like a real, dang, that's true. I'm always telling people, isn't it amazing that most of us can't even remember last week's message? We can't remember our, 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 our grocery list milk, butter, bread, and after that, I don't, I don't have a clue. So we have to write it down, right? What was the last thing that God spoke in a message, the points, the scriptures? 
And did you honor it enough to write it down? Even if you never went back, at least you were able to turn to God and said, I honored everything you spoke today so that you would trust me with more. Speak to me more, God. I never will forget a time in my life I had to just, it wasn't just learning. It wasn't just realizing that I had an innate ability. It was starting to honor the things that God was speaking, whether through a pastor or his word. I never will forget when I, 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 I downgraded on Bibles. I downgraded on Bibles because I had a hard-to-read Bible, so I went and got a children's Bible with pictures. And it was a mature process for me because I could flip through the Bible and see the pictures, and I fell in love with the Bible. And it was a big deal because I could put the word next to me and the pictures next to that, and I started having fun. It was a mature process for me. I think those three things are very important for us to think about. Now we're going to do something fun. Have I set the stage? I've got, I've got 12 minutes. And let's talk about maturity. We kick this whole thing off with King David's 23rd Psalm. And in the 23rd Psalm, it gives us these little nuggets of gold that I think are so important. In fact, let me stop real quick. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about two very important things. These two very important things of hearing God's voice in your life are the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God. But if we aren't the sheep that God has called us to be, we just waste the voice of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Our hearts have to be right. We have to be conditioned to follow. We have to be willing to move forward. And let's take a look. David says this on how do we become a follower of the shepherd. He declares at the very beginning, the Lord is my shepherd. And this is a declaration that he's completely dependent upon God. And do you all realize that for us to be the sheep that God's called us to be, we must be completely, undoubtedly dependent upon him as our God, as our shepherd. And see, this is a big deal because everything in you is telling you to be the hustler, to be the mover, to be the shaker, to be the doer. And nothing's wrong with that, but it can be backwards. We can put the cart before the horse. One of the greatest mentors I ever had in my life taught me some of the coolest thing about being a cool businessman. And he would go into his shop every day and he would walk the aisles of his shop and he would pray over every crack and crevice. He'd pray over every computer and he would declare, Father, I know where all of this came from. You are my provider. You are my source. Father, not one phone call today am I going to sit there and think that I had anything to do with that phone ringing. Not one time did I'm not going to sit here and think that I made this sale or I made this deal. And he would walk around and I would be there early. He was my, my mentor. I would be there with him. I'd be in the truck with him when he would declare things like this. And, and I would just seem unashamedly walk around the shop and pray over everything. And what he was doing is he was setting up in his life that he was not his own shepherd. That the Lord was his shepherd. And he is completely, wholeheartedly dependent upon God being everything in his life. And then when the phone would ring, he would take the sales. He would put it down. He would put the invoice in where it was supposed to go. And he'd turn around. I never forget. He would say, thank you, God. And it would meant something to me. Because some men say thank you, God, because they just made something. Other men say thank you, God, because they know where it came from. Yeah. Wow. Come on. You go back and listen to that. It was really good, okay? Yeah. Did you know where it came from? Or are you your own shepherd? And David, the king of Israel, says, I want to start off by making sure you know God that I am completely dependent upon you. You are the shepherd, and I am the sheep. The second thing, he says this, the Lord is my shepherd, and what does he say? I shall not want. This has always thrown people off because from a little boy, and other adults have come to me and said, why is David saying he doesn't want God to be a shepherd? That's not what he's saying. He's basically saying, 
God, change my wanter. Change the things that I want. If you are my shepherd, there is absolutely nothing else I need. Now, now, don't let this throw you off. It's not that bass boats aren't cool. It's not that RVs aren't great. It's not that that house you're praying for isn't something God doesn't want you to pray for. It, all of these things fit into the category of God. I'm not going to walk around the rest of my life making you my genie in a bottle. To rub you only to get what I want, only to get what I need. And the moment that I don't, I'm quitting you. David is saying here, if I lose everything but I still have you, I've got it all. And for us to know God's voice, for us to really hear God in our life, do we have the attitude of God as a parachute to where, hey, listen, the, the, moment, the moment God it gets tough, I'm pulling the ripcord, I'm belling, I'm jumping out of the airplane? Or are we in this for the long haul, knowing that he is the good shepherd and he leads us? And he leads us, and he leads us. And our family, I just want you to know, we're, we're, we're stuck like Chuck. We're in like Flynn. We're, this is who we are. It is how we breathe. This is everything in us. The Lord is our shepherd, and we want nothing else. And God provides for us. But if it costs us everything to follow him, then we've weighed the price. And it is amazing how it dials us into his voice. And then three amazing things happen. It says that he makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside the still water and he restores my soul. He makes, he leads, and he restores. He makes, and we don't like these two words, but they're very important words. He makes us lie down. And in many cases, to do something that doesn't seem right is a real test of faith. Like, for instance, God, I should be going after that business deal. God, I should be going after that job application. God, I should be going after that girl. I should be going after that guy. I should be, I should be, I should be. And for us to hear God's voice, we're going to have to be willing to hear the shepherd say, stop, sit down. And he makes us lie down. And where does he make us lie down? In the desert where we're starving and we're broke and it hurts and we're lonely. No, no, no. He makes us lie down in green pastures. Which means that in the middle of us thinking we don't have anything, it's our flesh, so in, it's our flesh saying, you're, gonna, you're missing out. You're missing out. Look at all the other happy people. Look at all the other people and how, how happy they are. And here you are with God and you're miserable and you're lonely. You should open your eyes and realize the green pastures that's all around you. Right. And some of my best single years, I can tell you that I had to open my eyes, my eyes and realize that God had put some really cool friends around me. I wasn't lonely. It was just my flesh telling me I was lonely. I was getting invited to be a part of organizations and different things, but I just threw my sucker in the dirt. And I was just mad because I didn't have a girlfriend. I don't know why I get off on stuff like this. Maybe it's because maybe there's somebody in the room that needs to hear this. And I'm just telling you, maybe you should volunteer in the youth groups on Wednesday night. I'm not telling you to go after the junior high boys. What I am saying, what I am saying is, it's amazing how God can use you in your single years. It's amazing how there's going to be a day your time's going to be asked every second of the day. Mom, 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 dad, 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 dad. There's going to be a time that the, your boss is going to be calling you nonstop. But when you're single, it's amazing the things that you can give God. Yeah, right. It's not just that. It's, it's going on and realize there's going to be things that God says you don't understand why the answer is no. But you need to realize you need to sit down. I'm making you lie down in green pastures because I'm the good shepherd that knows the best for your life. And you're going to have to honor my voice because right. it is the best for your life. And he makes you lie down. He also leads you. He leads you beside still waters. He leads you. It's not the only lead. We'll get to it in a minute. But he restores. So many people don't realize that the voice of God, when you finally dial in to wanting to know God's voice in your life, the restoration process that begins in your soul and your heart and your mind, to be able to slow down, Listen to his voice. He makes you lie down. He leads you beside, and he restoreth your soul. Some of you don't have time to be restored. And I'm going to tell you this. You're missing out. 
You're missing out on a replenished process that God wants to do in you that only the shepherd would say, you think you're going to lose so much, but you don't know how much you're going to gain when you finally dial into my voice. From there it goes on, and, and, and let me just throw this in there. One more lead pops in there. It says that he, he, he makes, he leads, he restores, and then he leads again. He leads me beside the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Let me show you John 10, verse 3, and, 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 and Fabian's going to come up. We're going to shut this down. This is Jesus speaking about how important it is to realize to allow the shepherd to lead in your life. And it says, to him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. Do you know what the doorkeeper does? He allows what should be in and keeps what should be out, out. And the doorkeeper of your life is the shepherd and he is literally sitting there saying yes and no when you allow him to be the shepherd of your life. And you can't believe how valuable that managerial skill is in every one of our lives. To manage the yeses and nos. Listen to how Jesus tells us to preach or to, to, to pray. When he says, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive me my trespasses. And this is this, as I forgive those who trespass against me, against me. And then he says, lead me not into temptation. And it's this yes and no. No, we're not going there today. Yes, we are staying here. No, yes. And it's this management of temptation which also controls the ability of the rights and the wrongs that happen in our life. Just simply by allowing the shepherd to be the doorkeeper of our heart. And the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads. I love it, just keep popping up. He leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. Yeah. He goes on and says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And for us to really embrace God's voice, we've also got to embrace God's correction. The shepherd's correction isn't hard, but it's there to protect us. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. And what does it say? My cup runneth over. But I want you to look at the very end. What happens when we hear the shepherd's voice? Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Today's an introductory message for where we're going for the next couple weeks. We're learning the frequency of what does God sound like. We're learning the frequency of his voice, the rhythm. And I want to ask you about your rhythm. As a sheep. We are to follow the shepherd. In the last several months, to be a sheep has almost been frowned upon. As a pastor, I've gotten very frustrated because people who should know better are actually saying some things that are not correct in God's kingdom. The world's a pretty rough world right now. This place is pretty tough. Some people don't like being told what to do. There's a lot of viewpoints on masks and quarantine and vaccination shots. We just lived through a presidential election. Your pastor got COVID in the middle of all this. That probably caused a little confusion. Goes on and on about what this last year and a half has been like, but I can turn to you right now and said the shepherd kept shepherding through it all. And there's this desire to rise up to be a wolf. There's this desire to rise up to be a lion. There's this desire to rise up. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to make my own rules. You don't tell me what to do. 
And I'm turning to the church and I'm telling you that you will step out every, of everything good in your life the moment you are anything else other than the sheep that follows the shepherd of God. And we're in this series called Frequency. And I will tell you, the more we live to the flesh, the less we hear God's voice in our life. I'm, I'm serious about this. In fact, I'm going to close today uh, with, with something that, that I just prayed about, whether I should say or not. But this is very deep. This is very instilled in me to talk to you about the desire we should all have in this room to be a sheep. And I'm going to close with a story. When I was in COVID, I had many dreams. And they, I'm, I'm not going to say they're perfect. They were, just, they were just being God dreams. There was one dream in particular I kept waking up in the middle of the dream as a sheep. I really was. I was, I was walking around and eating grass and, and drinking water and, and meh, all the time, just everywhere. I was, I was a sheep in the dream. And I look up and there was the shepherd right on the hill looking at me, good 200 yards off, holding his staff like this. I knew exactly who he was. And the first part of the dream was me just realizing that I was a sheep. And I looked over to my right, and it was a goat. And it's the meanest doggone goat you've ever been around in your entire life. And the first part of the dream went from me understanding that I was a, a sheep to the second part, the goat telling me exactly who he was. And for those who have ears to hear, let him hear. And the goat would look over at me. And the first part of the dream, the goat began to tell me how awesome he was. You know how awesome I am? Look at me. I'm so great. My head is so thick. I mean, I could get into a fight with just about anything, and I've got the thickness in my skull to be able to last a good fight. I can dish it out. I can take care of myself. Look at my horns. And the, and the goat just began to brag on his horns, and, and he just began to talk about how awesome his horns are. Look how thick my horns are. Look how spiral my horns are. You don't have any horns. You don't have any horns. Look at you, you poor, pathetic little sheep. And this goat began to brag on the thickness of his skull and his horns and how nobody could get to him, how he could take care of himself. And I would look up at the shepherd, and the shepherd moved from 200 yards to about 100 yards out, and he was watching this whole conversation. And he was standing there just like this, watching this. And I would look up at him, and he would just kind of, just kind of nod his head to just keep eating. I put you grass there for a reason and just keep drinking. I got you water there for a reason. And the goat will take care of the goat. You just keep being a sheep. That was the first part of the dream was the goat bragging on how awesome he was. The second part of the goat was the sheep was the goat telling me how awful it must be being a sheep. You're so naive. You're so weak. You're so dumb. I'm sitting there, I'm just eating. I'm, I'm just being a sheep, dude. Come on. This is free grass and free water. Can't you get this? And he just got through bragging on the size of his horns, the size, size, of, his, size of his skull. And I, I'm, I, man, I'm no pushover, but I know the good shepherd's sitting right there. And he said, eat the grass I put in front of you. And eat the, drink the water. Don't get distracted by the goat. The moment you start playing goat games is the moment you turn into a goat too. Do your thing, Ty. And I just kept eating. I just kept drinking. And he just began to tell me how dumb I was, how naive I was, how weak I was, how, how, how awful I was. And I just kept being a sheep. And I kept looking up at the shepherd. And now he's standing about 25 yards. He moved from 200 yards to 25 yards. He's been in this whole thing, and the goat didn't even know it. And then the third part of the dream, this goat just got so mad because I'm, I haven't been listening to him. I haven't been talking to him. And he gets mad because he's got the horns, and I'm so dumb. And he rears back, and he hits me right here and knocks me to the ground. What's the funny thing was, I, that's a spot right there I've been having the hardest time with. And then he hits me, and the moment he hits me, I see the staff come in. And this is my dream, and sitting in the hospital in Denver City. And the staff comes in, and I see it just kind of keep blocking the sheep, the goat. And the goat just begins to just get mad at the shepherd. You know, I'll be fine by myself. I don't need you. I don't want you. I, I look how, how big my horns are. I can take care of myself. I can fight my own fights. I can do my own thing. And the whole time the goat didn't even realize that even he was eating the grass the shepherd was providing. And even he was drinking the river that the shepherd was providing. But it was in the moment that he didn't want to be 
in the flock anymore, that there was a separation that had to take place. But the funny thing was, is all the sheep did, all the shepherd did was block the sheep from getting to the, the goat from getting to the other sheep, but it was the goat's choice to just go live in the desert. And the goat said, I don't need any of you. Forget all of you guys. You're all a bunch of weak sheep anyway. I can take care of myself. And he trotted off and he went out into the desert. And I remember the shepherd sat there and watched him as he went over the hill. And it was absolutely none of his desire that this should happen. But it's what happens when sometimes we get exactly what we want because we're so full of ourselves that we can't recognize the shepherd that is standing right in front of us. We're going to keep going down this journey of what does God's voice sound like and the frequency that we got to get on. But with all my heart, I want to turn to you today and say it's all wasted words unless we can call him the good shepherd in our life and that we can be the sheep that he's called us to be. Father, I love you. I praise you. I thank you. And Today, Lord, I pray that you would take this word and stir our hearts and stir our lives. And I pray that we would recognize that innate ability to hear your voice. That we would also recognize that you have called us to learn and mature. To draw closer to the shepherd, you, Lord, the good, good shepherd. Father, I thank you that you, you have done everything that you said you would do. But today I pray that we now would step into that grace and that love and express our desire for you to be the shepherd of our life. I pray that people would hear your voice. There's some big decisions in this room. It's so easy to hear the flesh, but it's only easy because we are so dialed into the flesh. I pray that today's message just unlocks something in us that dials us in to knowing your voice. Father, I pray for, for anybody in this room that doesn't know you as their Savior and Shepherd. And I pray that before they leave today, they would say, that's what I've been wanting. Oh my gosh, that is exactly what I have been wanting. And if it is, I pray they would not leave without coming up to me and saying, Pastor Ty, how do I make Jesus the shepherd of my life? We love you. We trust you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.